You know you in the look at you know we in the, the country. Piggly the piggly wiggly. I ain't choose the rhyme, rhyming chose me. So I hit the track running like a nosebleed. Life ain't great now, but it's much improved. Yo, album dropping this summer, that sucks for you. Cause this is Bubba's moment. I put my mother on it. I said my mama, it seems as if I love her, don't it? So buckle up, cause it's gonna get bumpy. I call my girlfriend's Bettis, and my sh**'s grumpus. That Bubba talk, got you open wide. I giggle outside the booth, but ain't no joke inside. This is complicated. At least the y'all it is. Just let me sell 50 million, then I'll call it quits. But until that day, y'all in deep do. I never once saw you crank it, cause I just sleep through you. What you need to do is just admit you love me. The South has always been dirty, but now it's getting ugly. Coming at you live from the Durag Dungeon, I'm your host, that boy Coop. Back again with another regular-ass episode of Carolina Kid Podcast Rewired. This episode is brought to you by Dookie Flies and Black Ice Trees. <laughs> Subscribe to the Rest Intelligence anywhere podcasts are downloaded. Follow on the ride and Karen Dodge leave a nice five-star review on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts and I read it on the show. Leave an email on carolinakidpodcastrewired at gmail.com. Also, leave me a voice message and donate on anchor.fm slash datboycoop. That's anchor.fm slash D-A-T-B-O-Y-C-O-O. OT. What's up, niggas? It's a brand new week, and um, <laughs> y'all know I gotta talk about this shit. Well, let's get into this motherfucking shit already. I'm late. <laughs> it is a late Monday night, okay? I was like, damn, I'm dragging my feet on this shit, but let's get into this shit. Bone Thugs and Harmony versus 3 6 Mafia versus. I gotta talk about it. I gotta I got, I got talk about it. Okay, so, nigga basically was like, hey, Oh man, it's both us a harmony and three six mafia. I was like, this is not necessarily the most evenly matched verse, but I am a gigantic fan of three six mafia, so I'm about to watch this whole fucking verses. And I'm like, Bone got classics too. Them niggas is dope too. But I was like, I don't know if this energy gonna be right, you know. And I I, I steadily fucking watch this entire verses right. Because it was the morning after. That shit got delayed by a motherfucker. Apparently, that shit was like a DJ battle for like the first hour and a half. You know, it was just like, these niggas was late as fuck, unprofessional as fuck. DJs was like, let's have a fucking DJ battle and scratch the fuck off and scratch each other's nuts. Like, it's just like, nigga, we, we want the verses. I said, we want the verses. This is what happened when you have a product by niggas. <laughs> product. Niggas can't ever have nothing nice. <laughs> Shit be fucking late, unprofessional. Niggas don't be starting no time. Niggas don't be following no damn rules. They be like, prison rules. I was like, nigga, the fuck? <laughs> prison rules? Damn, nigga, y'all, y'all is wild as fuck. But, um, yeah, like, hey, man, everything was going good. I was like, jammity jam. And then, you know, jammity jam. When I mean jammity jam, I was really talking about, like, 365 song that I always love. And then Bone is like, hey, I got this laid back banger that we used to sing in the 90s. And I was like, damn, this energy is not matching. <laughs> this energy is not matching. And all of a sudden, you got Gangsta Boo. She talking some mad shit. Gangsta Boo talking mad shit. Like, I mean, is Black Air Force One energy in that motherfucker? It's like casket the fuck ready time. Like, niggas is ready to put on Scully's. Niggas is ready to wear their black hoodies. <laughs> I mean, niggas is being full niggerdom <laughs> is on display in, in this entire... And I was like, nigga, they got the little caution tape. So I was like, is this staged or not? But 
Busy Bone just said, fuck y'all niggas, y'all ugly as fuck. <laughs> just fucking tried to fucking throw fucking water. I don't know, it's starting to fight that way. And like DJ Paul was like, fuck no, you big ass, <laughs> you light skinned ass motherfucker. <laughs> you you high yellow, old yellow. <laughs> I mean, it just was like, hey, bro, like y'all playing too many fuck. Like, what did y'all expect? Bone Thugs is some real fucking thugs from Cleveland. Three Six Mafia is some niggas from North Memphis. What did you think was going to happen when these two niggas would clash? Because they have two different types of styles. And honestly, the only thing that was the same was like the triplet flow from these niggas. And that's literally it. Like, Three Six Mafia is like club bangers. And 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 Bone Thugs is like melodic, slow, like laid back, like smoke in the fucking whip ass shit so i'm like y'all niggas y'all niggas already fucking this shit up like it's a big ass fight and and niggas like damn we can't ever have nothing nice they done shut the shit down and <laughs> i'm just like bro like what and you know busy bone got that whole history of just being a complete why the fuck ass nigga like he still didn't read the room even when the room was like hey we just playing y'all he's like no nah, i'm stabbing a nigga tonight i'm like damn <laughs> That's like, that's just, it's the nigga that bring a knife. <laughs> like, every, everybody else got cake, and this nigga got a real fucking butcher knife. You know, like, that's the, that's the energy he bring. <laughs> like, he, I have, a, a, <laughs> I brought a fucking meat cleaver to cut this cake. Like, he's, he's one of them motherfuckers. Like, you know, it just, he go way too far. Damn. I'm just sitting here like, why? Why? And all of them, but... They, they, they kept going, and they was like, "Hey, we, we cool, right? We good? Yeah, that motherfucker busy. He fucking crazy." But like, I'm hearing shit from both sides, right? I'm hearing shit from like, you know, um, fucking, <clears throat> fucking lazy bone, right? Lazy bone is literally like, "Hey, y'all, they won't play fair." They were playing songs longer than we was, and then we couldn't get our songs. I was like, oh, shit. Then, like, <laughs> then you got DJ Paul was like, it was a beautiful night. A lot of shit happened, but it was a beautiful night. I, was like, I don't know what these niggas is on. Like, I just, I just felt all the Air Force One, black Air Force One energy. If you don't know what black Air Force One energy is, you need to really go Google that shit. <laughs> Black Air Force Ones is what niggas put on when they finna rob a nigga. Okay, when they do finna do some gun clap, it's gun clap energy. I mean, t- pop pop, poppity pop pop, nigga. That's that's what that was on that night. But anyway, um, yeah, that was a lot of wild shit. Okay, but I got to hear like mad niggas come out in all of the covidity and and omicronacy I've ever seen. So many niggas <laughs> come onto a stage. It was them niggas' entourages on both sides. It was like guest people, like being featured. You had like Chameleonaire. You have, <laughs> you had little Flip. You you had little Wayne. You, <laughs> I mean, you had like so. You had Wiz Khalifa. Like nigga, you had like multiple stars and shit. Like, like I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm like. Y'all, what's funny is this versus was the only versus I was like, this is like a full-fledged concert at this point. This is no longer like two niggas sitting in a chair playing songs and being like, um, dancing to my own shit. Like, no, it's like niggas performing whole-ass songs. 
on a stage with an audience <laughs> and it, it is too much covidity like i'm I'm just sitting here like everybody got COVID from that night. I don't know. I don't know. Everybody, <laughs> it just looked like COVID. Oh, so speaking of COVID, um, <laughs> let's just let's just talk about this shit. Cruise ship disembarks in New Orleans with at least 17 COVID cases, including a probable Omicron infection. <laughs> what the fuck are y'all doing on the day? <laughs> What the fuck is wrong with y'all? New Orleans, a Norwegian cruise line ship with at least 17 passengers and crew members infected with COVID-19 docked Sunday in New Orleans, where health officials said the ship was disembarked amid efforts to prevent any spread into the community. At least one of the infected crew members is suspected to have the new Omicron variant of the coronavirus, the Louisiana Department of Health said late Sunday. Oh, Lord Jesus. There's too many niggas out here doing shit. Stop. Go back in your fucking house and don't do shit. Like, I feel like people are like, but we got to live, but you're going to (laughs) die. What you want? Longer life? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But we gotta live it to the nope. Don't do that shit. You ain't you ain't you can live it to the fullest if you go, if you keep your ass inside and don't do shit. Get your damn booster and don't go outside. <laughs> you know that's how I be feeling. That, like that's how I be feeling. I'm like, y'all niggas are completely out of line. The Norwegian, <laughs> the Norwegian breakaway arrived in the city on Sunday after departing from New Orleans on uh, November 28th and making stops in Belize, Honduras, and Mexico over the past week. Norwegian Cruise Line issued a statement on Saturday confirming a handful of COVID-19 cases among guests and crew. A handful is not 17, okay? That's a few hands full, okay? That's a few, that's, that is every appendage plus, like, three more. Like, it, <laughs> it's like, all my toes, all my hands, <laughs> And like somebody else's hands with like two fingers, like is that's seventeen people, nigga? Like that's that's too many. That's that's way too many. Like <laughs> y'all play too much. Oh, handful. Get the fuck out of my face. Handful. The company said all the identified cases involved people without symptoms of the illness. On Monday, a spokesperson for the company said in a statement, a South African crew member suspected of having the Omicron variant was in isolation for the entirety of the cruise nigga isn't that where it came from damn damn hell no y'all should have stayed y'all asses at home I'm looking at the states where it's like found in so it's found in at least 17 states it's found in Washington <laughs> Surprise, surprise, motherfucker. California, Hawaii, Utah, Colorado, Nebraska, Missouri, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Pennsylvania, New York, Massachusetts, Connecticut, New Jersey, Maryland. Did I say Georgia? Fuck it, Georgia. (laughs) Of course, you know Louisiana, but oh my gosh. Y'all niggas don't give a fuck. They be like, we 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 vaccinated. We okay. We're not gonna die. Y'all niggas all gonna die. <laughs> all y'all niggas gonna die. All, every, every, <laughs> all y'all gonna die. This is stupid. Why why y'all doing this? Damn. <laughs> just damn, bro. Now we just said earlier that it requires all passengers. All passengers 
and crew members to have been vaccinated against the coronavirus prior to departure. More than 3,200 people had been on board, the ship official said. That is way too many people in one, on, one, on one fucking vehicle. Okay, th- th- like think about 3,200. 3, I, I know that these cruise ships be like small cities, but hell no. We are all testing individuals, or we are testing all individuals on the Norwegian breakaway prior to dis- debarkation, as well as providing post-exposure and quarantine public health guidance by the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. The company said in the Saturday statement, any guests who have tested positive for COVID-19 will travel by personal vehicle to their personal residence or self-isolate in accommodations provided by the company. The state health department worked with the cruise line and state and local governments to contain the outbreak. I'd be a bitch. I'd be a bitch. All right. Um, I'd be a bitch on Monday. This shit. Oof. Shit make my head hurt. Why niggas so dumb? Like, niggas, y'all, y'all stupid. What type of shit? Man, I just, I just, you know what? You know what? I don't be having COVID news like that. But I'm going to keep it going. We on the COVID. We on the COVID streak, nigga. Antonio Brown suspended for using a fake vaccination card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know all y'all niggas know by now. <sighs> NFL suspends three players, including Bucks and Antonio Brown, for violating COVID-19 protocols. Courtesy of CNN, the... National Football League has suspended three players, including Tampa Bay Buccaneers wide receiver Antonio Brown, for three games without pay. Without pay. I mean, whatever. Without pay. I mean, this nigga already getting paid, but carry on. So, (laughs) following a league investigation that determined that three violated or the, the three violated COVID-19 protocols. Buccaneers safety Mike Edwards and free agent wide receiver John Franklin III, who has, wait a minute, wait a minute, he ain't even on the team no more. <laughs> they were like, we're going to suspend you. You ain't even on the team no more. What? <laughs> who has been on the Bucks practice squad where other players suspended. Oh. This nigga on the practice squad, they're like, yep, you suspended too. He ain't even playing. He ain't even playing. He, he a motherfucker. He a motherfucker. They got on like retainer. <laughs> and he ain't he still he still gets suspended. That's funny. So, um in a Thursday news release, the NFL said its review of recent allegations that the players had misrepresented their vaccination status had supported the claims. Niggas like I am fifteen. You know the you know the meme of the dude is like I am fifteen. He big as fuck. He looked like he at least thirty five. He said vaccine card. It, it's literally like it just says vaccine. <laughs> the words vaccine and card all over the card. Like it ain't shit else. That was they were like seemed legit and walked the fuck through because NFL don't really be they don't really be paying attention to shit. They they seem like they just be like ah yeah Antonio Brown I guess you ain't good. Like, like I, I really feel like they just never look at shit. They just be like, I mean, I guess. <laughs> that's, that's exactly how they say. On November 18th, the NFL announced it was reviewing accusations that Brown had owned fake COVID-19 vaccination cards in an attempt to usurp NFL protocols. The accusations were made by Stephen Ruiz. The Browns' former at-home chef in Tampa Bay Times exclusive report. 
because that chef was like, fuck you. I don't know if y'all remember, but he got to a fight with that chef back in Miami. And that motherfucker was like, fuck this nigga. I'm going to tell everything. <laughs> he was like, I'm snitching. Mm-hmm. Antonio Brown ain't shit, and I'm snitching. <laughs> that motherfucker did not give a fuck. I love it. All three players have accepted the discipline and the fines and will not appeal the decision, according to the NFL statement. That means they know they did that shit. They were like, you got me. <laughs> I know. I fucked up. Like, dumb motherfuckers. The NFL determined that Rodgers... I'm sorry. <clears throat> read a whole paragraph ahead. <clears throat> Last month, NFL fined Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers and receiver Alan Lazard after it found the two players did not follow the league COVID-19 protocols. The league determined that Rodgers and Lazard attended a Halloween party despite being unvaccinated, a violation of protocols prohibiting unvaccinated players from gathering outside of team facilities in a group of more than three players. Y'all fucked up. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, Bucks released a statement. I'm not going to read that shit. Y'all know y'all full of shit. And, um, yeah, y'all was like, damn, you know, they, they caught you. We got to suspend you, you dumb fucks. Let's go. All right. So I got one more. Before we go to the break, I got one more. This was going to be interesting. So buckle up. Um, But I have, it's a reason why I'm doing this story. It's, it's a reason. Just know that there is a deeper reason and it's like, Nigga, this is crazy. Yeah, it's crazy, but bear with me. This shit, this shit is interesting as fuck. So, um, Las Vegas Aces star Liz Cambridge joins OnlyFans. Yes, OnlyFans. Why? Let's go further. So, for the second time in a little more than a year, Aces star center Liz Cambridge has chosen to literally reveal herself. What? Review Journal, y'all are not really, um, y'all don't give a fuck. All right, she joined OnlyFans in an adult-oriented social media website, telling Australia's Herald Sun newspaper that she couldn't turn down the financial incentive. By the way, uh, Liz Cambridge is actually Australian, so there's that. Um, I was so scared, and she's like a four-time champion. Like, she's out here, like, that's the funny thing. Like, niggas don't be knowing shit about the WNBA. Be like, man, she got like four championships. It's like, I didn't, damn <laughs> just like niggas be it's sad it's like that weird disparity like it's always the, like the, the the female counterparts or the women counterparts in certain sports just never get any love but more on that later so she joined OnlyFans, an adult-oriented media uh, website, telling Australia's Herald Sun newspaper that she couldn't turn down the financial incentive i was so scared to actually do it cambridge said but i had my friends and family push me and Say, don't worry what anyone else says. People are either going to love you or hate you regardless. She posted on a verified Twitter and Instagram account um, referencing to join her website. It's literally just an OnlyFans link on like this little Twitter screenshot that I see. And she tweeted like a little halo, like, um, you know, the little angel halo uh, emoji. Um, but by noon Friday, her tweet had received about 2,100 retweets, 1,900 likes, and 330 comments. Cambridge also posed for Playboy last year and gave an interview to the adult magazine. Contact reporter Mark Anderson at Manderson. That's funny. That's funny. His, his shit looked like Manderson. That, I'm going to call this motherfucker Manderson. 
for the rest of the fucking article. <laughs> Follow Manderson on Twitter. <laughs> oh, oh man. Oh, that was it. That was it for the article. But here's the thing. When she meant financial incentive, um, Liz Cambridge, just 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 notice, just know this. The salaries that are paid to WNBA players, even of the highest caliber, are like pennies. Pennies on the hundreds of dollars that NBA players get paid. Like get, get paid. Like LeBron's making like 40 million a year. You know what I'm saying? Like crazy, ridiculous, super duper dumb ass amounts of money, right? Like they just backing up the branch truck to his house, you know. And to put it into perspective, WNBA players are making like 50K. $50,000 a year. $50,000 a year. Like it's, it's, it's that, that's like on average. Like they make it like, yeah, like 50K. You know, the ones that really are like amazing, crazy, like ridiculous, like they're making like maybe $300,000. And NBA players making like 40 million a year. <laughs> you know, it's like, what? Like there has there is not a WNBA player that has made multi million dollar like contract per year. Like they're making millions per year. Like that pay income disparity is just always been there for any sport. And honestly, it's much more of a hustle for them. It sucks. Like the pay disparity shouldn't be a thing. They are also professional athletes just as much as the NBA players are professional athletes, but the WNBA is a shady fucking league. Okay, like their income disparities is the same as like FIFA. Like I don't know if you remember, but a while ago when they were talking about FIFA and 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 the 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 U.S. women's national team, which was way better than the men's national team. Um, and they were like, they're winning fucking World Cups. Like, the, the the men's team could barely squeak, squeak their way into the World Cup. But the women's national team is just fucking bodying niggas every fucking day and year and moment of life. And they still getting paid like fucking pennies on the dollar. Like, and really it's less than that. It's like hay pennies. You know, like like a hay penny. You know, a hay penny, like half a penny. But, but like, it just... It's real fucked up. It's it like extremely fucked up. Like they they get paid pennies with holes in it. Like it just that's just what happens with 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 the women in 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 sports that also have male counterparts. You know, like it's oh, it's so frustrating. But Liz Cambridge did what she wanted to do, right? But she saw the financial need there, right? And she did it more so for like financial reasons. Like she did it more for that than just being like, "Hey, I want to do it." Like I don't know. It's it's kind of messed up, but she's doing she's doing what she wants to do and you really can't judge anyone for doing whatever they want to do because it's them. It's their body, it's their choice. So it's still fucked up though. Like WNBA players getting paid like as much as like a fucking manager at a damn, you know what I'm saying? Like getting paid as much as the fucking like 
manager at a Chick-fil-A or like like you know what I'm saying? Like is 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 that fucking low. Like it's that fucking cheap of a fucking wage. Like I just be like, nigga, what? For why? But um on that note, <laughs> let's take a quick break. Like pay women the same as men. It's very simple, but motherfuckers got egos and stupid as shit. I'll be back. Bike Nick Nuggets. Alright, so <laughs> oh for all of niggadom and the all of the African American urge that is in this human being, um FedEx driver dumps <laughs> packages in Alabama. It sounds way worse than it actually is. Like when when you when you see the headline, you're like, oh that's not bad. He's doing what he's doing. He's dumping the packages off. That's what he's supposed to do. He worked for you he worked for FedEx, UPS, ups, you know, and shit. FedEx and ups, you know. <laughs> no, way worse. Blunt County, Alabama. The Blunt County, Alabama Sheriff's Office said Tuesday a FedEx driver dumped packages in and outside the county on multiple occasions. Investigators have determined that the driver dumped at least six times, making a Fe- FedEx a victim of six different theft of property cases. Sheriff Mark Moon, this motherfucker's name, Mark Moon said on social media, as of right now, we're looking at around 450 individual victims. This means this motherfucker is finding a random field and just dumping packages off days like, fuck delivering your shit. Like, that is pure African-American urge. He, it is Itwan activity. I know it was a nigga. It was a nigga. I, if it won't, shit. So, <laughs> as of right now, we are looking at around 450 individual victims. Some in Blunt County. Some not, then investigators are attempting to work their cases. Moon said Monday investigators had identified the driver after ta- talking to security personnel for FedEx. The driver's name has not been realized or <laughs> realized, released. <laughs> That's, driver's name not been re- That's when you know it's late and a nigga delirious. It's, it's, it's not been realized. It's, it's just, it's <laughs> but it's, I bet you when I get that nigga name, it's going to have a qualm, a uh, 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 quasia, uh, Tasia, um, uh, a, a liaison, a Sean of some sort. This is a nigga. <laughs> if it ain't a nigga, I'm gonna slap myself. Shit, shit. Hmm. The sheriff is asking the public to be patient as authorities continue to investigate. This will not be an easy or fast case to close because the nigga dumps shit all over the county. He's like, uh. I'm, these, I'm dumping these motherfuckers like dead bodies going postal, bitch. Like, this nigga's, on, this nigga's crazy. What, like, what's wrong with this motherfucker? Like, ugh. Again, I'm asking for patience from my citizens as our investigators work through this case. FedEx said it was cooperating with investigators and that the person involved was no longer providing service for FedEx ground. They fired his ass as soon <laughs> as they found that shit out. They was like, clip, get your ass out of here. We gonna make us look bad. Dumb motherfucker. So it said it would deliver recovered packages where possible and seek 
resolution for damage. I said, nigga slurring his word. Resolution for damage shipments. The company released the following statement to Sister WVTM on Monday. The security of our customers' shipments is a top priority, and we are committed to treating our customers' packages with the utmost care. In addition to cooperating with law enforcement, we have reviewed this situation and can confirm that the individual involved is no longer providing service on behalf of FedEx Ground. We regret. <laughs> I almost was going to say something terrible. Fuck this nigga. Anyway, so. <laughs> Fuck this nigga. We regret the inconvenience the situation has caused and appreciate our customers' understanding through the package recovery process. Where possible, recovered packages are being delivered to the intended recipients. In the event of a damaged shipment, we will make every effort to work with the affected shippers to reach a resolution. As always, customers with questions about their shipments can track their packages by visiting FedEx.com. Promo, bitch, because they've got to promo. They got to promo themselves. Uh, we fucked up, but we're going to promo. So <laughs> the investigation began last Wednesday when hundreds of packages were found in a ravine on private property near the small town of Hayden, Alabama. <laughs> After news spread on social media, drivers from around the country flocked to the area to help recover packages. Hey, man. That nigga ain't never gonna get a job no more. It's like, damn, nigga, all you supposed to do is deliver the damn packages. <laughs> nigga can't even do that. <laughs> he was like, fuck your package, nigga. I, I think he was having a real bad day. That nigga was that nigga was ready to quit. And I, <laughs> that nigga was having some terrible thoughts. Okay. That nigga was like, fuck your package, bitch. And he just, <laughs> just purged them shits. He was like, it's a fragile, go fragile this bitch. Like this nigga, you know he was not giving a fuck. He was absolutely in the zone of non give fuckedness. And <laughs> like it just he was like, What the fuck you gonna do to me, bitch? The fuck you gonna do? I'm bulletproof, motherfucker. <laughs> like you know he was in that zone, like he in that non give fuck it zone. I am I am very close to that. Like I, I've been in places and spaces where I be like, I don't give a fuck no more. But that's one where I'm like, nah, nigga, you don't do that. <laughs> you don't, you don't do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's it's a it's a place. To, read the room, nigga. <laughs> read the room. It's a time and place to not give a fuck. This is not one of those times. <laughs> this is not one of those times. <laughs> so, um, <sighs> next story. <laughs> So this uh, going on some local news. Um, there's a law banning the Carolina squat vehicle modification in North Carolina, and it's going into effect as of right now, I believe. So um, if you a nigga and you in North Carolina, you've probably seen a car doing the Carolina squat, and I, I pity you. I pity you greatly for I have seen it with thine eyes too. And I was like, what type of fuck ass shit? <laughs> what type of nigga non nigga ass shit is this? <laughs> This this look like the car look like it's leaning like and it look, how you see out of a car that look like that like what 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 do you do like let me just play this shit let me let me play this shit. State Carolina squat is now being enforced in our state. That uh, this means that those popular but dangerous height adjustments made to the front of pickups are considered illegal. It's called squatting because that makes it looks like the trucks are doing just that squatting. <laughs> Nigga was like, as he was explaining, he was like, this shit is stupid. 
I was like, it is, cause like it's like the the, the front's like hella fucking high and the back's like really fucking low, and I'm like, how you see how that shit? Like this shit looks like <laughs> this shit looks like a seesaw. Your car look like a seesaw. It look like if you jump on that bitch, it's gonna go the other way. <laughs> it's like I, niggas in North Carolina, man. <laughs> us niggas. It be us. It be it be us niggas. <laughs> we be doing stupid shit, bro. I be sitting here like. Really? <laughs> is this what we doing now? This is a thing? I'm like, y'all know y'all ain't gonna be able to do this shit for long. <laughs> and they were like, nope, can't do that shit anymore, nigga. <laughs> Alright, shit. Next article. So, I have a little uh, opinion piece courtesy of the New York Times. I really thought it was something interesting. This is a topic that if you've listened to this podcast, it comes up a lot. And it's because I love the topic because... Honestly, it's something that we can't really fully grasp because it's it's happening as we are dealing with it. it it's and and the effects of it are happening as we are talking about it. Like, but this is a really good insightful point that I want to bring up. So, is my little library contributing to the gentrification of my black neighborhood, Inglewood, California? About a year ago, I decided to build a library on my front lawn. By library, I mean one of those little freestanding library boxes that dots lawns and bedroom communities around the country. Charming birdhouse-like structures filled with books that invite neighbors and passers-by to take a book or donate a book or both. I've seen this in Durham before. And I was like, nigga, it's weird. I was like, me me, me, and Nikki was like driving from like um, Saltbox Seafood and we just turned around and hit a driveway. We was like... Nigga, is that one of those little like, like little book library things? And she was like, I never seen one of those before. I was like, I never seen that before either. That's crazy. That's amazing. But um, I'd spotted the phenomenon on walks through upscale, largely white neighborhoods around Los Angeles and immediately resolved to bring it home to Inglewood. Why not? A library is not so much a, a marker of wealth and whiteness as it is an affirmation of community and cozy small town camaraderie in the neighborhood of Inglewood, right? A mostly black and Latino city in southwestern L.A. Has plenty of, right? We deserve no less. Pre-pandemic, Inglewood was gentrifying. Another reason I'd be inspired to do the library. I wanted to signal to my longtime neighbors that we had our own ideas about improvement and could carry them out in our own way. There are organizations that help people build these little libraries, but I did mine independently. I envisioned it as a place for my neighbors to stay connected during the pandemic. The wooden post on the on which a library sat was a stake in the ground, literally. Um, the response to the library was slow at first, but then... It was the first in the area, and some people mistook it for a birdhouse or a mailbox. But I wasn't pleased, or but I was pleased to soon see people stopping by to browse and take home books. Then, one morning, glancing out of my front window, I saw a young white couple stopped at the library. Instantly, I was flooded with emotions, astonishment, and then resentment, and then astonishment at my resentment. It all converged into a silent scream in my head. Get off my lawn! 
I know that's the blackest, whitest, blackest shit. It's like everything coming full circle. Damn. Why y'all white people here? That's it's literally like what she just it completely just envisioned. It's it's crazy. The moment jolted me into realizing some things I'm not especially proud of. I had set out this library for all who lived here and even for those who didn't, in theory. I would not want to restrict anyone from looking at it or taking books based on race or anything else. But while I had seen white newcomers to the neighborhood here and there, the truth was I hadn't set it out to appeal to their white asses. <laughs> this is just God's honest truth. Um... <laughs> Now that they were in front of my house, curious about this new neighborhood attraction, I didn't know how to feel. By bringing this modern cultural artifact here from white neighborhoods, had I set myself up? Set up the neighborhood? Was I contributing to gentrification and sending the wrong message about how I wanted the neighborhood to be? And this is Inglewood. Like, Inglewood has became a place where a professional football team is playing right now you know but you know also ucla in the hood too you know like people that went to ucla back in the 90s and 80s they told them you better not take your ass off campus after the, the sun go down because it get rough and but <laughs> you know what i'm saying like it's it's crazy like they just build on top of like niggas they just <laughs> like they just be building on top of niggas it's crazy Oh, man. Mm. Okay. Gotta catch a breather because this this is some shit. What I resented was not the specific couple. It was their whiteness and my feelings of helplessness at not knowing how to maintain the integrity of a black space that I had created. I was seeing up close how fragile that space can be, how it's meaning can be changed in my mind, even by people who have no conscious intention to change it. That library was on my lawn, but for that moment, it became theirs. It became theirs. That's, that is, oh my gosh. I built it and drove it into the ground because I love books and always have. But I suddenly felt that I could not own even this. Something that was clearly and intimately mine. That's crazy. As the couple wandered on, no books in hand, I thought of how fragile my feelings of being settled is. It didn't matter that I own my house, as many of my neighbors do. Generations of racism, Jim Crow, disinvestment and uh redlining have meant that we don't really control our own spaces in that moment i had been overwhelmed by a kind of fear that one that's connected to the historical reality of black people being run off the land that they live on expelled by force high prices or some whim of white people <sighs> I'm not gonna go deeper because it gets it gets it gets rough. Like Manhattan Beach, if you if you know anything about that, um, like it's crazy. But I mean, 
it, it's crazy because like literally the presence of white people showing up in your neighborhood interacting with something that you have it instantly seems as if they take they take over it because they have so much of an influence over everything that happens even if the neighborhood is traditionally black or or at one point majority black the gentrification in Inglewood was even talked about in Insecure where they would say um you want to come to Iwood like shit like that like oh man bro like I think about shit like this because the funny thing is when we saw that little type of library where it's like a little like birdhouse of books it was in Durham, which is a very black city at one point, a very black city, right? It's being gentrified like crazy right now. And um, a black person who just loves to read, which in its own right, some people have um, vilified, right? Within our own race as being something that's white, right? being knowledgeable reading you know it, it's it's so many layers to this and it's fucked up it's fucked up you feel guilty for something that you did yourself in your own neighborhood because it's being gentrified and it's like you, it's it's a it's a force that's suffocating in all directions you know um that really just hit me like that that article hit me so hard because i was like Bro, like it's like no matter what she does, no matter how she thinks things, she feels like she's being taken over, even by doing something as innocent as having a book, like a small little book cage, right? A small little library that people can exchange in in the neighborhood. But when white people show up, it changed the whole mood, man. It, the whole vibe off. <laughs> like, nigga. <laughs> that shit hit me. But um, we got one more article, and of course, you know, it is a black-owned business. So let's talk about the story of Ashtay. And um, I've used Ashtay products before, so this is interesting. <laughs> um, this is interesting. So uh, Greensboro Hair Care Company strikes deal to take their products nationwide. So courtesy of Fox 8 WGHP, which is the local Fox station in the area that I grew up, Greensboro, North Carolina, um, I think they have a video. Let me see if this video be hitting on anything, you know. Um, looks like we have a nice two-minute video, so I'm going to do it. I'm going to play it. Let's go. Silence can be deafening. But Ramona Woods learned long ago that sometimes it's about whether you're listening. We own all of our formulas, yes. Nearly 30 years ago, she and her husband, Michael Woods, began their own hair care company. For the person who has a dryness problem, where the hair is dry, this right here, it is I just I think I met her before, this is crazy. Her Ashtay products are mostly sold through salons. You have 22 salons in here. In a building they own in Greensboro and all over the country. We sell to licensed cosmetologists. That's our clientele. Ramona and her husband know wow. what those hard times are like. Cause that's where I got it from. was in foreclosure. 
And our cars have been repossessed. Sales were good, but they hadn't learned yet how to run a company. And then someone spoke to her. Man, right there in the welfare office. I said, oh my God, because it wasn't OMG back then. Oh my God, this is just a state. This is not my fate. A heavenly voice, if you will. Probably one of our biggest selling items. Was her awakening to bigger things. I, 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 I got a, a mentor to teach me about the numbers, how to handle it properly, and Lord and behold, Fast forward, and now we own this building and three other buildings. She not only has a mentor. This product is perfect for everybody. Ashley Products now has a major partner. Are we operating like we used to? Of course not. And they shouldn't. Ashtay just signed a deal with the world's largest cosmetics company, L'Oreal, to shit. distribute their products nationwide. Oh, that shit. deal is projected to at least double the company's sales. Oh, and my Ramona God. says, We were always working towards something like this, but I didn't know that L'Oreal would even notice us, but I'm happy that they saw the value. Making good wow. on the words Ramona and her family have been saying for more than 25 years. I am confident. Bob Buckley. That's. We are going to make it. Fox 8 News. Nigga, that was amazing. So, um, L'Oreal picked up Ashtay, which, honestly, if you have been in a uh, any form of business that has cosmetology products in the 336, you've seen some Ashtay you had it used on your hair. I'm, hey, man, that is amazing, bro. I, Wow. She was in the welfare line, bro. She, she like, man, that's crazy. That's amazing. And now they got picked up by Lori. I just, hey, all I got to say is I hope it don't turn into Shea Moisture because Shea Moisture was like, we for everybody. And the shit ain't even for us no more because they made it for everybody. It won't for us. <laughs> They be like, it ain't good for nigga hair no more. I know. Shit. <laughs> ain't good for nigga hair. Damn. <laughs> and on that note, that has been the show. Support black businesses. And as always, thank you. Hide the money, y'all. There's poor people around. <laughs> With your broke ass. <laughs> and now, folks, it's time to say good night. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night. First you get the swishin', swishin', second by the liquor, third by some of that sticky stick, which smokers call it sticker, can't forget the new point, something long, not too short, call my nigga Big Trees, bring that blow the sticks on, I'm high as fucking lizard, I'm stressing how I'm Please. Just give me just one more his it. His this hydro weed, I got some. I might blow you a shotgun. But if you can't pay his ass, I guess your ass.